You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step-by-step how to meet and seduce beautiful women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week-long fling, or a long-term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hello and welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. All right, so I have an interesting episode for you today, as you can tell by the title, right? We're, we're going into the behind the scenes of the adult entertainment industry, the porn industry. And, you know, I'll admit, you know, most of this is just kind of entertainment, just to, you know, give you some interesting thoughts and perspective behind the thing that I know you're probably watching potentially many times per week. I just want to be very clear here. This episode is meant more to entertain and to also give you some information on what it's like in the, you know, adult industry. I just want to say this what you're about to hear is from a adult entertainer or a porn star, porn actress, porn performer, as you're going to hear in just a bit, what you're going to hear is a very positive look at the industry. She paints a very positive picture. I will take part of her word for it. I'm sure she, and I'm not going to, I don't think she's lying. So I'm not saying that she's lying. I think that she probably has her own kind of view on the industry and her own experience. But from what I've heard, there's also a lot of negativity around the industry. So I don't want you to think that it's all fun and games and every single person who gets into the industry is treated the way she does. She's obviously having a very a good time in the industry. When I say good time, I mean she's getting paid well. She's not getting abused. She seems to have good head on her shoulders. She's she's a businesswoman. Uh, fairly smart, I would say. You know, I know that there's a stereotype behind, you know, porn stars maybe being dumb. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but uh, she's not. I think she she's well-spoken and has a lot of interesting things to say. And and I just wanted to give you this time to learn about this. But also, you know, as you're going to see, it's it's an interview with myself and Bridget B, who is the star, as well as her, her business partner. And they are together starting a business and another podcast that's going to be about how to take sex and make it more realistic and not be porn sex because there is a difference between porn sex and real sex, which you should know. So I also want to say that this is not me being pro the pornography industry. This is not also me being against the pornography industry. I think that there's some good things about it. I think there's some bad things about it. I don't have a firm opinion or a black and white opinion on the industry itself. So consider this just unbiased, taking a look and taking a, a little peep into the industry itself and giving you some information on it and just being entertained. So that's all this episode is. It's uh, it's fun. It's interesting. And I think you might just enjoy it for enjoyment's sake. Don't forget that coaching is still available to you. I know that you're probably listening to this at a time when we can't leave our homes necessarily. And there is the quarantine that's happening. So I just want to let you know that people are still getting coaching, receiving coaching for anyone who is potentially in a relationship, for anyone who is interested at doing really well at online dating right now. I know we can't go out and meet women, but online dating is a great opportunity right now. And some guys are absolutely killing it. They're setting up a lot of virtual dates, FaceTime dates, Zoom dates, and then taking that into eventually where you can meet them in person. So why not set that all up now? Let me help you with that aspect. So anything we do together, you know, we will make sure that it's going to work for you and not against you. And of course, 
I also have people signing up where they start in five or six weeks after the quarantine should be up. And if not, we will work you know, and get together as soon as the quarantine is up. So get in the queue. Get in there. Go to coachedbytrip.com today. Get in there today and start applying for coaching with me one-on-one where you and I can work together. I even started a new group coaching program, which you could join as well. So lots of options for you if you need help with your dating life. If you want the active dating life that you want and you want to start meeting women that are of the quality that you want, that's what we help you do. Results are pretty crazy. I get guys' girlfriends. I get guys becoming the life of the party. We take your introversion and we don't turn it into extroversion because that's a personality trait, but we work with it and still make you very charismatic. So let's do it. Let's work together. Go to coachedbytrip.com right now and please apply and fill it out as thorough as possible. For now, Here's a fun and entertaining little interview with Bridget B. and her partner, Fabian. All right, we're in the house with Fabian and Bridget. How's everyone doing today? What day is it? What do we don't know? It's, there's no it's days anymore. Day in this crazy world, there's no more days. 14. <laughs> It was a day 14, quarantine day 14. I think so. I mean, no, no, no. You have to ask Fabian, what are those notches for his belt, notches for the days? There a little bit go. of both. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really excited to have you guys on here. You know, as I said in the intro, you guys are business partners with the with the porn star method. Is that what it's called, right? Yeah. And and you guys have a podcast coming up. That's going to be talking about dating, sex, and relationships. There'll be a link to that in the show notes. That's where it's going to be. And you guys can listen to them talk about some of that stuff. So this is like a little teaser to that, having you both on here today and and talking. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no, it's a a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Um, So real quick, let's just talk about how you guys met and got together and, and decided to create some of this. And then Bridget, we'll go into your background. Fabian? Fabian? Yeah, so so I mean I'll start it off. So yeah. I've I've known you trip for oh wow since 2014 ish I think yeah five six years at this point yep yeah yeah so we both come from from similar background as you know being dating coach for men. Uh, I met Bridget a few years ago and we clicked. We've been really good friends ever since. And her and I obviously come, her coming from the adult enter, uh, entertainment background and industry. I mean coming from the Men's dating advice that is true. We had a lot that we can offer to people if we combine forces, uh, and then we did. And we started the porn star method, which I know we'll probably get into a little bit later on. But basically, it's how to have sex the right way. So there's a porn sex, and then there's the real sex. So Bridget and I, we guide and train guys to how to please a woman from head to toe, from A to Z, so that you number one overcome uh, any insecurity that you have or thoughts that she may go somewhere else for that need. And second, just so that you can be a better overall person in general. Cool. Yeah. I like that. My my intro to Fabian was a little bit different. I saw this guy just walking through Hollywood Boulevard, just like boom, boom, just five, six, eight chicks deep, like hot bitches. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? Excuse me, I have a really big potty mouth, by the way. <laughs> and he walks up and he goes, um, you know, 
hey, what's going on? Like, we start chatting. We have mutual friends. But the thing that I love the most about him was that he had so much game, yet with me, it was complete, like, opposite because I'm not his type. But he was such a gentleman <laughs> towards me. And in my world where I'm very used to a constant, I don't like to say approach from men because I am not everyone's cup of tea or women. Um, my look or my aesthetics is not for everyone. But in general, because of my career, I'll tend to have approachers and fans and stuff. So to have a guy not give it to me and just be a genuinely good man is what struck me as this is someone that's like bro for life. So that's how Fabian always has been. Yet he still has the game everywhere else. So with that said, I'm like his little wing chick. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Well, I'm glad you guys found each other because now look at you. You're putting out some good information for some people. And it's great that I get to... I feel like I'm getting the sneak peek. I get to start with you guys today. So this is cool. And, and yeah. I really like uh, what you said there is that you guys are teaching people what's real versus what's fake. And, and, and Bridget, let's go to you for a second. I feel like you can obviously speak to that. You know, is what is, Tell us like, what is the fake stuff going on in the adult entertainment industry? Like, what, where, where is it fake versus real? So maybe you can give us a side-by-side comparison of, of what it looks like when it's fake and when it's real. Obviously, you know, a lot of guys who are listening to this or watching this have seen porn before, so they they get it. But I think coming from you who's experienced it, you'll be able to give us better of behind the scenes. So can you describe that for us? Happily. <laughs> I've been really blessed and fortunate to have a 10 plus year career. That's I a long career, off. by the way, in the industry, isn't it? From what I've heard. It's long, but why is it long? You know, you look back at to, you know, who I consider true porn stars. I just consider myself a performer. I don't consider myself a star by any means. I'm just a performer. I'm just any typical actress in LA. And I just happen to do a little bit more. But the Janines of the world, the Jenna Jamesons, the Wendy Whoppers, you know, the Asia Carreras, the Ron Jeremy's, that doesn't really exist because of the social media aspect. So many performers have made themselves very accessible. So this whole glamour and you know type of adult entertainer personalities that other generations are used to, now it's shifted into any girl and guy with a phone can mass up massive amounts of fan base on Instagram, you accumulate it. And then all of a sudden, you have an OnlyFans, as we've seen lately, everyone and their mother is doing something indoors with the web. And how far they're taking it, I don't know. But that's for them to know and for us to find out. So, you know, in going back to your question, what is real and what's fake it depends on the time of day, the circumstances in the world, what you're watching, why are you watching? Do you want it to be real? Do you want it to be fake? So um, my approach in the industry has been very clear. 
I've from day one, I've always said I love the craft of acting. I love a camera comes in front of me, I'm on stage, I'm at home. I'm my most self. So I managed to find a way to achieve an income while doing what I love. It means that I have to forego certain things, but I'm still your typical LA girl going to auditions. I'm just fortunate enough to have an income and I'm not having to do other things that I might not want to do. No one has forced me to do anything. I started this career with a healthy mind, a healthy body. Now that's rare, soul. right? I feel like that's rare. Again, these are just things I've heard. I just want to confirm it with you. And here's that a real versus cool. fake. Interesting. So, um, so because you said you come, you you've come in from a healthier place, but that's not true for every for every girl, right? Well, not every plastic surgeon comes from a place of a happy home, but he becomes a plastic surgeon. Um, not every lawyer comes from a happy home and he's here defending our rights. And not every president comes from a happy home and yet he's here taking care of our country. What's a performer any different? Um, an adult performer um, has to be their most authentic and vulnerable self in order to be able to share their natural state of sexual beings for the camera to entertain the masses. Because if if these days are showing us one thing, it's that people are watching porn. So, especially you know, now. Oh, absolutely! These last couple of weeks, it's almost been an equalizer in terms of people are on Instagram happy to share. Hey, I'm here watching. You know, Bridget Beyond Brazzers on the side of my building in Italy. And I wrote back and I tweeted back. I'm like, awesome. I'm glad I can help. <laughs> yeah, so, one thing that's uh, that's happened with the with the adult entertainment industry is it's become so much more accessible to people and not taboo anymore. So social media and porn has blurred the line. So now every porn star is a social every every actual porn star, not just anyone who does porn, becomes a social media celebrity. And they have the best of both worlds. If you saw, I mean, I'm not sure if you saw, but Kanye West was the entertainment producer of the Pornhub Awards two years ago. Creative director of our very first Pornhub Awards. And, and Bridget was the red carpet announcer on it. That went out to something like 100 million people around the world, which dwarfs any sporting event or Academy Awards that people watch. It's just insane the amount of clout that they've been able to get because of these blurred lines of social media and porn. Which is blurring the lines of the real versus fake because you're essentially taking a natural activity that I hope and I pray that everyone is involved in. Because having sex is healthy, it's letting out your endorphins, it's letting out serotonin, you're, you are balancing your pheromones. Having sex does so much for you when done consensually and happily and etc. And when you put that into the world of entertainment, now you're kind of blurring the lines of, well, if I'm watching you have sex, am I really watching you or are you just faking it? And then that's where you take all these genres of adult, MILF, you know, teen, stepmom, I'm not a stepmom. I don't have any kids, yet I've won MILF 
performer of the year for the last three years in almost every major award show in the industry. And I'm 10 year veteran, but it's only been in the last three years that I'm being recognized in this matter because I decided to take my career and take it to that level of, I want you to watch and be entertained. So if that means I'm going to act extra silly, or if that means I'm going to put in my, you know, all the shit I learned at the Groundlings and my improv class, or, you know, Leslie Kahn and I did my comedy intensive, Lee Strasberg, if I'm going to bring the method to porn, I must be doing something because I'm winning the awards because people are believing it. And that's where my career comes. It comes from a place of the craft of it. And people can giggle what they want. They're like, you're just, you know, sucking dick. But it's like, it's so much more than that. I'm curious about something. When you win an award, what does that do for your career? Does that does that get you into more scenes or recognized by more producers or things like that? What do the awards do? What are the benefits? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just ego. Just ego for a, for a minute. Just ego. I um, no. Um, because I've had a steady career, so without winning anything, without even being nominated for the first seven years, it's oh, it's been a pleasantly just nice and steady. I haven't even reached my peak yet, and these awards are just more of something that I can put on Instagram. But there's so many performers out there in the industry that are so good and so hungry for it, hungry for the time on camera, hungry for their fans. They don't win jack shit. So um, it's all just like any, and I hate to say it because I know people roll their eyes, but just like the Tony Awards doesn't guarantee that you're going to be on stage on Broadway the next month. Same thing. Interesting. Fabian, you're going to say something. Yeah. One thing is, is... Anyone who's never been on a porn set doesn't really understand the amount of talent you have to have in order to do these things because it's not just there's a camera and you and a performer. There's a sound guy, a director, a producer, two camera guys, a prop guy, a makeup artist, hair, and sometimes there's people doing there doing interviews. So you can have 10 people just watching you perform and it's not like you're having sex in your private bedroom, right? This is It's a performance. So when I've seen it, you can really tell who is good at it and who's not. And it comes across on camera even more so because you're not going to have someone laying there like a dead fish. The performers work together. So when you have a veteran and a veteran working together, you can see the chemistry. It's just like anything else. You get better the more you do it. So you sometimes you have veterans with new people so the veterans can help them out. Because if you have two new people that don't know what they're doing, I don't know if you've ever seen a really bad porn, but that may have been the reason why. That's called amateur porn. And I love amateur porn. What I do is considered mainstream, but amateur porn is fantastic. It's giving, you know, that's that's someone who I would say is just doing it for the income. And I I've been very verbal about that. I've said many times I respect my industry so much and I value the hard work that my directors, my PA, my makeup artist, my editors, browsers, all my companies go through to make sure that we look good and entertain so that the 15 you know, million people a day that go on Pornhub can watch everything or on browsers or digital playground. To put those people 
in the same category as someone who's done maybe three or four films in 12 years so they can pay their rent, get out of here. Do not, that's mixing apples and oranges. I would never say a student in law school is a lawyer. She's a student. She's, she hasn't passed her bar exam, so don't call her that. So it, it's the same deal. So what makes someone more legit than someone else? Legit? Um, As a performer or an actress? Right. Or... You know, exactly. What makes a legit? You know, some in quote unquote mainstream entertainment, you know, some people see if you had your SAG card, that makes you legit. But if someone has done, you know, three or four years of non-union work, does that make them any less of a performer? For myself, 10 years in the industry, I considered myself legit from day one. The day I walked on set for Vivid, two days after giving in my application almost 10, 11 years ago, and I made that conscious decision to open myself up and really explore this other side of entertainment, I considered myself legit. So it depends on your take on it. So what's your story? How did you get into it? You know, talk about the <laughs> days the days before or the weeks leading up to to the first time that you did a you know your first scene. Like what what made you decide to do it? How did you know about it? How did you have access to even get into it? What's what's that story? Uh it's 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 been as organic as as everything else in my life. Um, I was long story short, I was you know in a real estate company and I was a legal assistant, an executive assistant, and I had been going through the motions of the ninety day probationary period, and all of a sudden I got called into human resources, and they told me, well, the lady it was just one. She sat me down and she's like, listen. You've been really great here. My whole kind of that aspect of my life, I've always been the first person to be at work and the last person out. I really value my work ethic. I respect my um, authorities in there. I, I never came in because thinking I looked a certain way, I deserve to be treated any better or anything. That, that was neither here nor there. And I had graduated college. I, you know, I'd gotten my master's at Ohio State. I've been spoke two languages. I still do, you know, fluent in Spanish. So you think you'd come in and have this awesome career in LA, and then you get fired left and right because women in the business weren't liking you very much. So this one job finally gave me the opportunity, and I fucked it up by using a vibrator at lunch. There was a camera hidden behind me that I didn't know about. And for a couple of days, I got caught using my vibrator. And that was basically it. She just said, you don't belong here. She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, I'm bored. She's like, aren't you nervous that someone might watch you? And I'm like, watch me do what? Enjoying myself? I mean, would you rather watch me enjoy myself or screaming at someone? Like, personally, I'd rather watch people smiling and being happy. So I never thought of it as looking at me like, oh my God, she's getting off more like, well, if you caught me getting off, A, it takes 10 seconds and B, good for you. Hope, hope you got something out of it. I'm like, what else am I going to do? So that's always been my thought process, which I think is what led me to a successful career. So then what happened after that? So then you get fired, you leave. So then I got fired and um, 
very lovely. I got a little bit of a severance pay. I basically got my last paycheck. I didn't have to wait for payroll. And I had a little red Mustang convertible, uh, drove my way down Cahuenga Pass. And all of a sudden, I saw a vivid building on my left. It was it's a really big building. I had the really big words on it. And to tell you that much like Fabian and I meeting in Hollywood that was many years ago, everything happens for a reason. So um, I, I was at the stop sign and I looked up, then I was driving home and I Googled it and I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, okay. Didn't register that it might be bad because there's nothing bad about it. It's just people having sex. And then I noticed how at that time Gonzo was very big. I don't believe Pirates of Digital Playground had come out, but I was very familiar with the old school, like the masseuse from Jenna Jameson and all that. And I've always looked at the acting. I'm like, why can't we elevate the acting? And then I'm like, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. So I sent my headshot. There's no casting couch. I went in. The agent that was in the same building as Vivid, that was like on Thursday. He was like, so I got your email. You're interested? And I'm like, I am. And looked at me up and down. He's like, well, first you got to go get tested. Once we get that sorted, we'll keep talking. I went, got tested on Thursday afternoon. But I'm just saying, I don't remember the day exactly, but just for time reference, got the results first thing Friday morning and everything was clean. And he's like, okay, now we can talk. So he kind of asked me some questions and I've always been my very dominating self. And he's like, you'll figure out where you belong once you start your first movie. And then on Saturday, I shot my first movie and here I am. And there it is. That was 10 years ago. Yeah, my first movie was with Vivid, Brand New Faces. My makeup artist was this fabulous. I mean, just this man who just had his beard and he was with, he used to work with Vogue and he was telling me stories about him and like Sophia Loren and just gassing me up. And I felt so fabulous. And the director was so lovely. And my male partner was a Spaniard as well from Barcelona. So we had that camaraderie and we spoke Spanish. And then it was easy. I said, if I get out of this, which is one movie and I never want to do it again, so be it. But I got out of it and I'm like, when am I doing the next one? Because I had so much fun and everyone was so lovely. So I have a couple of questions. First question is, what's the most you've ever made from a, from a gig? And what's the least you've ever made from a gig? I don't talk finances, but okay. I will say that everyone's experience is different. And I'm sure Fabian too, coming from nightlife and those experiences in Hollywood, it, everyone's like, oh, wow. So you must get all these, all these girls. It's like, well, if you don't got game like Fab, you're not. You know, it all depends on who you are. So for my own experience, I've always been very comfortable. I've set my standards where I deserve and what I'm worth. I never, ever lower my standard for anyone, not even friends. And I kept it very consistent. And I'm like, if you can't afford me as a performer, you're not paying me for you know for me to come in and do your movie you're paying me so that i can essentially do this movie quick enough for you to do two or three in one day 
Because if you get an amateur on a porn set who doesn't know what she's doing, opening to camera, the, the lights blocking and all that, you could be there for 12 hours. Well, you're not making that much. So you're paying me so you can get out of there and shoot three or four movies. Which is it was technically is not very fair to you, you know? Absolutely. And it's and sometimes you have to acclimate and adjust. And if you do that, then you set yourself for you know a downhill. So always set my standards, always been very comfortable. The fans have made it possible for me to continue working. And for that, I'm forever grateful. Cool. Cool. And you have you have almost a or not almost, you have well over a million followers on Instagram. Is that correct? I'm at um, 3.2 million. Okay, I was way off. Way more than a million. <laughs> yeah, I knew you had a very high number. I just forgot where exactly where it was. Have you guys noticed? I mean, in my world, I know that the followers are really important because if they're fake, and again, trip going back to your real versus fake, it's like, well, is Instagram followers. What does that mean? Because, you know, Jennifer Aniston just got hers, but she was so popular. So what makes social media the leverage of how popular you are, right? So for me to say 3 million and you were like, whoa, I'm, you know, it means like, oh, like the things have changed. Like now the gauge is Instagram. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. The gauge is Instagram versus uh, years ago, it was maybe just how often you might see the person on screen, you know, and I'm not even talking about just adult, but even, uh, you know, Hollywood in general. And now it's crazy that you can just have your own following, your own fan base just for existing and not for whatever you're doing with bigger companies. And that's interesting. Um, here's another question for you. I think this would be interesting to hear from you is what are some of the kind of rough things that we don't know about the industry? And what are some of the positive, awesome things that we don't know about the industry? Like, Give us a paint us a picture of what the average person doesn't know about the industry where we wouldn't know that's like not so good and the stuff that is good. And I feel like both would be interesting to hear from you. I would say off the top of my head, something rough about the industry that maybe most people won't kind of correlate with it, it's the dedication that it takes for a certain scenes to come through. Now, I'll go with anal, for example. An anal scene is very dedicate, dedicationally driven, if that's the right word. I stop eating the night before. I have a, like, if my, my call time on Saturday is at 9 a.m., I stop eating at around 6 p.m. on Friday because you figure you want your, inside to be as happy and light and airy as possible. So I'm not eating Chipotle at 10 o'clock like Fabian does all the time. <laughs> you got a bulk. Hey, listen, I'm getting you a sponsorship here. So let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I stop eating and then I drink lots of water and then I do prep work, which means and I'm, I might get a little bit TMI here, too much information, but enemas and diuretics in terms of, is it diuretics? Like those pills that, not water pills, laxative type of situation. Because you really want to be as clean inside so that at the end, the ultimate product that you're watching is as clean and hopefully with no cuts. Now, Fabian and I, have that as a big discussion in our future podcast because 
if you want your girl to do anal on a regular Wednesday night for shits and giggles, she's not going to want to off the fly. Am I right, Faye? Because or after going to dinner and having a few glasses of wine and me going at two in the morning, that's the wrong time to do it. And guys take it so personally. They're like, yo, my girl, she won't do it. You're asking her after you're having dinner, like Maggiano's. The last thing anyone wants to do is have their butthole plucked in, you know, after eating, drinking, maybe blow. I don't know what you're all doing out there or what the kids are doing nowadays. Especially if she's not even your girlfriend and she's just a girl that you're casually hooking up with. That's even a less of a chance that she's going to want to do it and feel comfortable with you. Right. So that's something that I deal with at work. It's a dedication to make sure that when I get on set, the reason going back to that whole, you know, rate question that you had for me earlier is that my rate, you're paying me so that when I get on set for seeing such as that, I am ready to go. And I'll be on set for eight hours not eating while the crew's having lunch. And my scene is probably at the end, but I have to, that's what I do to stay focused. But if I was at home, that wouldn't be the situation. So that's definitely going to be one of the topics that we're going to discuss on our podcast as to how things are so different from porn sex, you know, versus real life sex. So that's one right. of the, the rougher aspects of it. And another one, and it's that's just for me as a girl, is it takes a lot of money. I mean, you know, we're we don't have the we have blessings of makeup artists and everything, but you know, clothes and tanning and nails and hair. So what, again, the end product is a full made up female in her clothes and her heels, which Fabian and I have another, you know, kind of topic of making your girl feel good, like the foreplay. Because, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's very right? important. Very important. There, We don't have foreplay. I mean, I'm at work. So a man's foreplay at my job is usually how we look because the personality and the character comes out after the makeup and and everything, you know? Not and at that, home, but, I wouldn't have that. And people don't realize how often Bridget's in the gym doing Pilates, kickboxing, boxing, all this stuff. Because normally people have sex with dark and drunk, right? So to half the time, people don't really remember even what happened during sex. But if you had 10 people watching you, you had the lights bright, and you know that that piece of content is going to be on the internet for the rest of as long as we live as humans. Then you're, you don't you don't have a few months to take off and get fat, put on you know the the winter twenty. You all you're always completely naked in front of ten people who are scrutinizing your body. And if a producer or director sees that you know what so and so's been they've been out of shape in the last few scenes, they may not book you until you prove that you've gotten back. So that's just another thing, uh, the amount of time that it takes to perfect your body and uh, anything you see on camera, you know, we're our own worst critics. If people see themselves on camera, they're gonna pick out a little thing that they don't like and try to work on that. It's like kind of a bodybuilder, you know? You go through phases and you say, I need my biceps to be bigger so I can get a better placing in the show. It's very similar to what she does every day. Exactly, and Trip, thank you so much for asking that question because the good side of it, you know, those are a couple of like the rougher points and they're pretty basic and, you know, we can go days in depth with everything else. But at least off the top of my head that we have that. But the 
awesome aspect, the positive that most people don't know is that it has given me such a sense of self-worth. It has given me so much empowerment. It has given me a sense of excitement because again, having sex is such a natural thing that you feel, you know, you feel great when you're done with work in every aspect. And I have built such a cluster of family and friends within the industry and extends into my family in Hollywood with Fabian, et cetera, and all around the world that I have. And if there is anyone who's more positive and more optimistic and has so much faith in humanity, it's myself. Because for over 10 years, I have had men, women, you know, cameras up every single hole that you could possibly want to be up in. And I have never gone through a situation where I second guess, where I question. I'm surrounded by gentlemen. I'm surrounded by hardworking women, powerful women, hardworking men. And to have a room in an atmosphere of such vulnerability and so much stigma outside of that room, we've created this world of comfort and of respect. And it is so gratifying. And it's been such a privilege to work with so many of these awesome people. Wow. Very nice. Very nice. This is... I'm really... I'm legit. I'm really excited to listen to your podcast that's coming out. When do you guys think it's going to be ready? So with this whole lockdown thing situation where we're experiencing... I'm trying to figure out a day so Bridget can come over to the podcast studio. So we right, you built your whole studio, so you guys can't get together quite yet. Exactly, so. we're we're being hashtag safe at home. <laughs> I like it. Well, I'm excited to listen to it, and what we're going to do is as soon as it's available, Fabian, you're going to text me, let me know, and we're going to get the link up here yeah. in the show notes. So any guy who's interested in, in hearing more from both of you, they're going to yeah. do that. We're out of time now, but Bridget, thank you so much for, for diving into this and taking the time. I know you're very busy, even with stuff going on in the world. You're, you're still doing a lot. And so I appreciate you taking the time. Fabian, thanks for setting this up. And always good to hear from you, man. You've been on the podcast before, so it's great to have you back. So any last the words way, from the both of you? Yes, I need to ask you. Well, part of my, uh, you know, with all everything, another aspect of this, you know, crazy world that has given me opportunities is for companies. So my company, Luby Tubi, I have come, um, it's an all organic lube and it tastes like strawberry. I'm going to send you some samples because this is delicious. It makes everything taste like a damn strawberry. And we have other flavors coming out, like pina colada. So uh, it's hashtag porn star approved. All my everyone on set loves it, and so I'm gonna be sending you that. So that's lubytubi.com, and that's like my big project that I'm so obsessed with. And it's sponsoring, you know, our podcast. So it's another endeavor that, again, the fans have been able to um, gift me. So you can find me not only at lubytubi.com, but my Instagram. It's at this is Bridget B and my future, www.thedollfirm.com. It's going to be everything in one and the podcast. So it's going to be an exciting... Everyone, keep your heads up. It's okay. Everything's going to be okay. Stay home and bone consensually. (laughs) (laughs) And 
I have the honor and privilege to entertain you guys 365 days a year. This time of the year, it's no different. Great. Thank you so much. Fabian, any last words for me, buddy? Yeah, man. It's good to see you. Uh, anyone listening to the podcast trip is one of my good friends. He knows what he's talking about. Um, you know, I keep it real. I know some people out there just give bad information, but everything he says is true and it's good. So if you listen to his <laughs> podcast, you're in really good hands. Uh, and then once you're done listening to his podcast, you can listen to ours too. Cool. Awesome. Appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Both of you, thanks, thanks. again. And uh, maybe we'll have you back on in the future once you guys are up and running and, and get some more good information from you guys. So thank you. And get hugs. And get hugs. Virtual <laughs> hugs. Virtual hugs. Virtual hugs. There you go. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Chris.